420 plays it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the 420 edition of the PJ Party Podcast. It's not really a 420 edition. There's maybe a few mentions of it, but... We get people to name their bongs. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, okay. there's a, there's an element of it. Yes. Um, you love smoking high reefer, right? Okay, yes, I'm not... Um, okay, I used to smoke a lot more in BCIT. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of radio kids, right? Right. But now I only do it when I'm with my boyfriend and we're watching movies late at night before bed. Right. Like, that's one of my favorite activities right now. Really? I can't tell you the amount of times I've watched The Room baked yeah. Yeah. in the last few months. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't imagine watching uh, it baked because you would explode of laughing. Uh, it's so funny. And then once I start going, then Pete go- goes and he just, like, has the funniest giggle ever. Oh, it's so good. And then we just eat ice cream and, like, classic <laughs> Smoking marijuana times. Yeah, how about you? You don't really partake too much, no? I don't. I never was into it. I never got into it in high school. I was uh, I started smoking cigars in high school, so I never got into (laughs) weed. Honestly, went straight to grandpa. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And then I picked up a pipe, but I picked up a tobacco pipe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then, and then when I do smoke weed, I mean, Jen, do you know a more chill person on planet Earth? Yeah, you don't really need it. My heartbeat is uh, next to nothing as it is. Mm -hmm. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like I have no trouble sleeping. I I don't know know if I've ever seen you stressed out. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For me, I'm just a bundle of stress. So, yeah, chills you out. Whereas it melts me into a puddle on the floor, (laughs) and I'm just like, there's nothing left in me. So I don't really enjoy smoking weed, but uh, God bless everyone who does. Good for you. I love how everyone assumes that you are a pot smoker, though, just because of like your chill personality. That's it, right? Yeah. I'm naturally just all the time walking around at like a five high. Yeah. Just like waking up and having three coffees. Right. That's me. So it's like not necessary. But um, hey, what a podcast today. Long one. Got so much good stuff to get to. Two pretty major interviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Murphy, who came in here and uh, we were a little, I, I don't know about you, but I was a little concerned to do an interview with a guy from Sloan. Yeah. I just, I felt a lot of pressure. I don't know. Because he's such a huge band. And I I wanted to make sure that he, like, had, you know, a good time. And I wanted to make sure he didn't think we were a bunch of idiots. And, you know, actually knew about his music and and whatnot. So, yeah. And then he he, was just chill to talk to, right? He was so chill to talk to. And it was so amazing. And so humble. Like, like self-deprecating humor as well, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was good. So that's... uh, (laughs) Uh, later in the podcast, and we're going to start off with an interview with our friends from Vancouver, Fake Shark, the band Fake Shark, mm-hmm. who are so fun. Um, and uh, we start off with, we were talking off the air, we just like started heating up the mics, um, kind of midway conversation. We were talking about Kevy received, for some reason and somehow, he got this plaque that is mounted with like two machetes in it. And I, we were talking about it, and I couldn't quite understand, but he's posted a picture like, as part of their Instagram story. Yeah. Like, while they were listening to the interview on the radio later, they were, like, then putting... They were showing on their Instagram story the actual plaque with machetes on it. Yeah. It's a weird thing. What an amazing award, was it? An award or, like, a thank you <laughs> from somebody? I don't know. But that's how we start today's PJ Party podcast with an interview with Fake Shark. And we launch right into talking about machetes. Yay. <laughs> what do you do with it? Yeah. Is it meant to be used or just to be it's on a, dec- a shelf? No, it's decorative, I'm not right? going to use those machetes, Jenny. You're um, not going to? I Seems know, like I a waste. Have, I do have a list of people to murder, but not today. <laughs> not today! <laughs> Seems like a waste. If you're not using your machetes for murder, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? 
Why? What else are they for? I actually don't know. Well, he's got a balcony with like a big tree out here. You can take some of those branches off. I don't see branches. That's not what machetes are for, is it? What is, what's what the about use of machete? When you get a coconut from the grocery That's store it. and you need to open the top. Oh, That's yes. right. That's they right. should just call them coconut splitters then. Coconut splitters. <laughs> or they're also for going through like fields of tall grass. That seems right. That too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, next time we're in some tall grass. Yeah. Like, it's, if I'm, next time I hang out with Dr. Grant at Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> clear a path through tall grass. All right. Well, uh, let's start the interview now. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Actually, we're done. That's all we needed. Thank yeah, you. Okay. We'll get our sound bites. <laughs> well, welcome, Fake Shark. And uh, okay, we just had Steve Bays in here. Oh man, Uncle yeah. Steve, are you kidding me? I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last week, I wanted to ask him about the studio, and I know you guys were working in the studio and doing all kind of cool stuff there, but he seemed also like elusive or evasive on the uh, topic of his studio. So maybe you can. Send a little dirt our way about it. Spill the beans on it? Sorry, I just smelled coffee. That's why I said that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's very secretive about it, uh, and that's because of the things he's hiding in there. Right. Mm. I do plan on staying alive, so I won't tell you exactly what it was, but I will tell you that we did eat, uh, said the whale snacks, which they left there. (laughs) Good. Does that answer your question? (laughs) Yes. Uh, What he's probably most elusive about is he spent a fortune on Philip's Hue, and then he made a fake shark preset while we were there. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most productive thing we did while we were there was make a preset of like, he has like 10 or 15 different Philips Hue lights hidden throughout the studio yeah. behind different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so whenever we walk into a room, it's all pink and blue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is very nice. Mm-hmm. Not awesome. the answer you guys were hoping for. No, but no, that's good better one. than what we could have hoped for. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right, guys, when it sweeps week, I'll make up some lies about Steve. <laughs> 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 sweeps. We're in sweeps. Um, we are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is hot sweeps time. <laughs> well, I'm going to lie about Steve then. <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit about the new music that you are working on right now and who you have been working with? Okay. Well,. I have been a gluttonous producer, and it's only been me and Lou and Tony and Alex, really. And then Steve, you know, we decided to do him a favor and go in the studio with him for once. It's been a little while. And so really, it's just it's just been us. And then we had the beautiful girls in the band Fion on our new single, Wake Up, which I think you're probably going to play soon. Mm-hmm. We are going to play it, yeah, right now. In fact, I want you to actually introduce it and tell us, like, everything you can about the song and how it fits in the pantheon now, the like storied history of all the fake shark songs and singles and albums where this fits in okay. your story and your legend and also about like who is Fion and how do they get all joined up with you? Well, I'm still reeling from you using the word pantheon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to grab a dictionary quickly. It sounds like some sort of chronology of pants. Um, right. But basically, you know, it's actually been crazy because I started doing a lot of comedy producing, and I kind of was wondering if that was going to be mostly what I started doing. Uh, the great Ivan Decker had me produce his album, and he won a Juno, and mm. I coattail rode my way into getting my own Juno from it. Wow. But then, right in the midst of that, I got asked to go do the SoCan on the Island writing trip, but it was me and like 18 other writer-producers, and it really did kind of change how I write, and I came out of there so, so hungry for it and so inspired, and Wake Up was actually the first song that... I started writing when we came out of there. And like Lou said, like it was just one of five songs that we had started working on in the studio. And then our manager, Jonathan Simkin, heard it and was like, that's the next single. And it wasn't even finished yet. Mm. And then um, and then I like, Keon is like a new signing on 604. They're, these They're like our babies. 
our little sisters. They're yeah. like our little Louise Burns. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, I just thought it'd be cool to have like a gang girl vocal doing something melodic with a harmony. And I was really listening to a lot of Justice at the time, so I wanted to sort of do something that was like that. Cool. And so kind of where it started. And uh, we have so many new songs. Like we're just so excited about it. And, mm-hmm. Like we're going to the we're playing the Rivoli in Toronto in May on the 11th, and we're playing like half new stuff that no one's heard. So oh, I'm just really very excited cool. about it. And Faux Real hasn't even been out for a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't f around, as they say. <laughs> you gotta make hay. Yeah, I, I didn't swear there. Yes, thank you. Pre-recorded, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to say that, Lou. Oh, shit, right. Hey, you don't have to say that either. Now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to believe us. Get the bleep ready. Yeah. Typical Jenny, I mean, that's why I have a picture of her on my fridge right now. <laughs> you still do it. I still have that. Good. I'm never going anywhere, and if I move, I'm bringing this fridge with me. Oh, perfect. Good, <laughs> good, good. Yeah, that's how they do. Before we let you go, I want to I know, I want to plug, you mentioned earlier that you were working a bunch of uh, comedy production, Kevy, and I love that yeah. that now has, like, rolled into you have a podcast called Barely About Music, which I enjoy very much. Yeah, let's give it a little plug. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. I think it's really good. And you often get comedians in there and you just kind of shoot the S. Hey. You know, talk a little bit about, like, and then do play weird music. I love that in, like, episode one, right off the hop, you had Mr. Bungle going. That was awesome. (laughs) I love that you actually listen to it. That uh, means a lot, Paul. Yeah, of course. We used to listen to your podcast when we were on tour, and I remember you making some prank calls. Those inspired me. <laughs> remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I remember that. Something about squirrels or something. I remember you calling the city about. I That's really right. That. Yeah, I, I love it. Thank you. Uh, I really love doing the podcast. I had, I've had i had Ivan Decker on, Juno Winter, and Sophie Buttle was the one you were talking about. Yeah. The Soska sisters, uh, Graham Clark, Trevor Risk, who writes on Vice. And uh, it's been really fun. And it's a good outlet. And I, I like uh, I like gauging people's reactions to the music that I play and see what, see what they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Well, it's good. Like I said, it's it's fun to listen to. Kevy has his own version of Winnebago Man. And it's this guy that wrote a song called Slapshot Rock. Yeah. He showed me about 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, we've still never gotten to the bottom of the mystery of Slapshot Rock. So hopefully barely about music. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, his name is Nicholas Stern. My whole goal is to make him world famous. I mean, he hasn't gone viral yet. His video has but 2,000 views. <laughs> but I will tell you that his press release boasted the fact that he's been ousted from several mall food courts and he <laughs> likes to hit on female police officers. Wow. Great. What a Good. guy. Yes. Gem of Listen a human. Him, Victoria. <laughs> rock. We'll look him up. Awesome. And you guys are, yeah, you're heading to Canadian Music Week? We are doing that, yeah. Nice. That. Yeah, the Rivoli in Toronto on May 11th, and uh, we're pretty excited about that, yeah. That's a big one, eh? Mm-hmm. Jenny, <laughs> you want to open for us? What? Don't even worry about it. I you gotta, want me I'm to open for you? Right now. I could open for you. I don't know what I would do. Maybe magic and break dancing? Yeah. Just a cool combo? Well, you know what? I'm just going to bring my fridge with me, and I'll put that on stage. Perfect. More. They can go somewhere else. <laughs> Just open and close the door. That's the opening act. Beautiful. And Lewis, to all plug, uh, you got a couple of shows on the island uh, playing the Dad Rock Festival with the uh, Young Blood. Dad Rock Fest. Yeah. <laughs> Excited for that. Hey, Jenny, you can open that too. Oh, great. Perfect. Thank you. I'm getting so many gigs from this conversation. Yeah, and Rock the Shores. But those are with Young Blood, now with Fake Shark. 
but I imagine that we'll be over there with Big Shark mm-hmm. pretty quick. We're keeping our summer sort of open so that after this song comes out, we're going to see where we go. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling Victoria is like very high on our list. Yeah. Places. Yeah, nice. yeah, we want to come back. Cool. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Well, festival season is young, so mm-hmm. we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. But Dad Rock Festival is old, and that's the appeal. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rock the Shores Cella? is like Cool Uncle Rock Festival. So. Let's Remember old cello? Let's bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> but with bands you haven't heard of, but you have seen at your local pub. <laughs> Fake Shark, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for letting us be the first ones to play the song. We love having you guys, and we'll see you really soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. See ya. Bye. I didn't mention White Spot. Today in the afternoon zone, just a reminder that it is tax season. You just have a few more days to get your taxes done. Yeah. In fact, I'm doing mine right now, and uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited. It looks like, if my math is right, that I'm going to get a $50 million return. No, no, Paul, there's no way. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, look at I think the government owes me $50 no. million. Oh, 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 no, no, no. You've made many mistakes. I can see them all right now. You're, you didn't do them right at all. Oh, okay, but I think I'm right, and I think $50, $50 million is a lot of money. Paul. I can pay down my credit card, and I can think about, I don't know, maybe buying half a condo. Oh, this is great. This is so sad. You didn't do it right, Paul. Oh, tax season's the best. I can actually see from here that you're going to owe them $1,000. Oh. Oh, there it goes. Modern Jesus by Portugal The Man. And the reason I dug that one out is I uh, I caught it yesterday when Portugal The Man were playing at uh, Coachella. Did you watch any of that stream? Yeah, I saw a bit of that one. Mm. Um, but I Of the Portugal The Man set? Yeah. Um, I liked all their sassy comments in the, yes. in the background. Um, they had like... They put up a copyright thing, and they're like, "This is for this is from our manager. We are forced to do this for your Instagram purposes." <laughs> yeah, for every photo they took or like any uh, any uh, videos they took and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're like, "If you're here for Odessa, you're early." <laughs> um, they, I heard them say one comment, even being like, uh, "How." Is like they say there's the lack of rock and roll at Coachella, but what do you call this? And this is the only rock and roll band you need to see. <laughs> I was like, oh wow. Um, I was late to the Coachella live stream party. I kind of mm-hmm. figured it out on Sunday, but I wish I would have. To be honest, I wish I would have seen the Beyonce thing. It looked like pretty incredible. It's all everyone was going on about. Yeah, Destiny's right? Child getting back together for a uh, performance. Fun, fun, super fun. Um, but I did enjoy. I watched Portugal. The man set it was quite good. I watched Fiddler. Nice. And they were really good. I watched Cardi B. Yeah, that's when I stopped watching. You don't get Cardi B. I don't get it. Get it? I don't get it. I like Cardi B. I like her style. I just. I like. I just. I I was just confused by the whole thing. Just a. And I was really intrigued by the background images, and it just started off with pictures of her breasts, Uh different angles, different shots, different filters, and that was the cool artistic background. Uh-huh. It's interesting. I guess I just like that one song, that Bodak Yellow song that she does. I think that's fun, so I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was cool. But I had this thought, though, Jen, is I always forget, I have to remind myself that I have been to Coachella. Oh. I went in 2004. Okay. And I had this 
feeling of feeling very old this weekend. Mm -hmm. Because from what I saw from watching the live stream and everything, and from talking to people I know who've gone to Coachella in the last few years, Coachella now, and if you say Portugal Man made a joke about their Instagram or about, like, the Instagram, mm -hmm. that's all it's about now. Yeah. The music is there and everything, and people are there in huge droves to see the music. I'm not going to say it's not about the music. But a huge, massive element of Coachella these days is making sure you look good for Instagram. Mm -hmm. That you show people that you're there. That you show that, you know, you're the Ferris wheel in the background, on the palm trees. It's the, all that culture of it is so massive. I've heard from people who go that it's like it's distracting watching people take their selfies while you're trying to enjoy what you're there for, which is the music. Definitely. Like, it's such a massive part of it. And this is how old I felt. I didn't really experience that when I went because the smartphone wasn't even invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram was not but a twinkle in some developer's eye. Yeah. Right? But that's uh, what's different. And I got to say, like, I, when, when you go to the festivals around here, it hasn't become that. That, like, cultural wash wave hasn't really permeated. Like, say, Rifflandia. Mm -hmm. You see a selfie here or there, and of course you do, right? But it's not about that. It's, a, it's more about enjoying the festival and living in that moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel very out of touch watching that live stream for sure. Do you? Oh, yeah. Very out of touch. Wow. <laughs> when I saw Lion Babe was one of the performers, I was like, should I know who Lion Babe is? <laughs> Does she always have a big hair like that and a costume that looks like she's a lion? I mean, she's doing great. It looks great. But it's, am I, oh, I'm out of touch. I don't know who Lion Babe is now. I'm just reading an interesting thing that Netflix is worth $150 billion now. That makes sense. You see how quickly they're just pumping out new shows and new movies? But does that make sense? Like, it's just $8 a month still, right? Everyone's just paying their $8, $9 a month. That's all it is? I guess so. And then... They're spending millions and millions of dollars on all these TV shows. They're just cranking out TV shows with really high production values. Like, how does this thing work that much money? I don't know, actually. That's a good point. Right? It's just more and more popular. It's like having regular basic cable now. I guess, but like at eight bucks a month. Uh -huh. That's it. It's worth $150 billion. That's, it seems wild to me. That math, I don't know. It doesn't really... It's like not really adding up. I'm always worried for Netflix. I'm just like, oh, do you have guys have that much money to pay Dave Chappelle a first day of special? I mean, it seems like a lot, guys. He'd probably do it for less. And then it's like, oh, now we're worth $150 billion. It's well, fine. think about like all the product placement as well. Like they have ads just like really casually put in there, like Ego Waffles, for example. Like that's how they make money as well as really? advertising. Yeah, really? I would think so. Wow. And I guess they get to wet their beak on merchandise too, right? Like yeah. I've seen a Stranger Things t-shirt go around. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I guess that makes sense. Oh, and someone else said Netflix is now thirteen ninety nine or ten ninety nine. Well, everyone's paying different amounts, it seems. But I think I only pay like, <laughs> I'm sure I pay like under eleven. You know what I did this weekend? Went into a video store. Wow. Yeah. They still exist. They still exist. I went into the one that exists in Victoria. Very nice. And um, uh, puttered around, couldn't decide. Uh, wanted to rent something. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And left without renting anything. Mm. But I tried. God knows I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and went for a good hike this weekend there, Jen. Went nice. to uh, John Dean Provincial Park. Oh, never been. Never been. And I went out there. It's like near the airport kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it was really, really pretty in there. Um, a couple of nice viewpoints and everything like that. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Nice. Uh, took uh, Gary, my dog, for a little bit of a run around and all that. It was <laughs> zoom, zoom, zooming all around the place. It was really good. Dogs, man, so good. 
If I would have went on that exact same hike without the dog. Not as fun, eh? Not as fun. And you probably would have left probably pretty quick. Usually, yeah, I think, I, yeah. yeah. They're the entertainment factor when you go on hikes and stuff. That's true. It's hard though, right? Because like, uh, especially, Gary's not a good walker. Mm. So if he's off leash, there's a lot of stop to sniff, mm-hmm. right? And so every few meters, I find that like I'm tracking my like, you know, your like exercise rate on my watch, right? If you have one of those Fitbits or an Apple Watch, whatever, it tells you how much exercise you're actually getting. I go and walk with Gary. I don't actually get a lot of exercise <laughs> because it's a lot of just stopping and there's a lot of like turning back and doing this. Come on. Uh, let's, come on, let's go. Come on. You know All what right, you that's need? Enough. You sniffed. Let's go, please. I always say please to the dog. Very nice. Let, let's get her going here, please. Right, and then he gets going. You know what you need mm-hmm. is a cat backpack, like what I have. <laughs> take your cat yeah, you can cat. take your cat's or a dog size cat, uh-huh. cat size dog for walks. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just a backpack. It's like a, a kennel thing, and it's got this big globe that they can just look out of. Gary would love that. He might. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'd look ridiculous. But. I do love sometimes though when the dog gets out in front, and maybe your dog's like this too. If you're listening, the dog I like when the dog looks back. Aww. The dog always like gets a bit of a head, right? Dogs often they want to be like the head guy in the pack. So and then, but Gary will always do this thing where he like looks back over his shoulder and he makes eye contact with you too. Like mm-hmm. we still we still a pack, we still a team. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I'm coming. And then he'll you know scamper ahead, but. Uh, I really love this story over the weekends. Uh, this girl put a, a tweet out and a picture of her dog. Her dog just got loose from the house, mm-hmm. and there was a deer nearby, and the dog attacked the deer. Oh, no. It's not in Victoria. It's somewhere else in the world, like down in the States or whatever. But uh, So the, someone called the cops, and the cops had to, like, detain the dog. What? Yeah, and put oh. it in the back of a, the, the cop car. And uh, <laughs> so the picture of the dog in the back of the car is hilarious like oh, a dog God. in the back of a police car with bars <laughs> on it right just like mean mugging out of the window like what are you gonna do about it <laughs> i'm going to puppy jail yeah so what cute um and then other people starting pictures of uh started sharing pictures of their dogs also in police cars this is a common thing common enough yeah and dogs just they've their faces are just so good that mean mugging dog face yeah that's awesome adorable um Luckily, the update of this story is the dog got to come home. Yay! Puppers! It's a nice dog. He just hates deer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited because I've, I did my taxes this weekend. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, while I was watching that Coachella live stream, I yeah. just organized all my, my finances as well. Like, I, I got a cool folder with all these different, like, mm. sections for bills and stuff, and uh-huh. I feel like a real adult now. Great. Which is great. <laughs> Um, and I, I get $100 back. Do you? So all that work was $100 worth of work, which was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's so, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I'll uh, do my taxes eventually when I need to. Pro- I'll probably be late. And I'll definitely. And you know why I don't mind it being late? Because mm. I'll absolutely owe $1,000. Oh. Every year, mm-hmm. $1,000. That's brutal. You'd think I'd learn. You'd think I'd, you know, set aside a grand. At some point, or I, it's a throw. People are always telling me, make sure you just ask your work to take more money off. If you always end up owing, then just take more money off. So I've mm-hmm. done that. I've said, like, take the most amount you can possibly take. And they still do, right? I just get raked over the coals every paycheck. 
And then as tax season rolls around, still $1,000. Oh, man, Give brutal. Us $1, I'm sorry. What is the deal? Um, I was reading an article, though, in the Wall Street Journal today, mm-hmm. and it was an article just featuring the parents that still do their tax returns for their adult children. Right. And how they actually, well, most of them actually enjoy it. Um, do you get your parents to do your taxes, Paul? My dad does my taxes every year. And and we were talking about this, like, mm-hmm. taxes, like I said, I've never done them. <laughs> You've never done them once? No, my dad, like, uh, is, you know, like a week left till tax, whatever the cutoff is. And he just texts me. He's like, hey, oh, yeah, send me your stuff. And so I do. And then he just sends me back an email. Like, hey, you owe you $1,000. So, but, but I was telling you, because you do it yourself, right? Yeah, I've been doing it since I... I guess 19 or 20? It's not 19? difficult to do no. these taxes, right? Especially now, you just you go online, you plug in the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Get this number from form this, plug it in. It seems almost fun to me. And yeah, now that it's online too, it's way easier than what they used to have to do, you know? Mail it in and everything. But I, that's it. I just, my, I just be my dad to do them. Yeah. <laughs> my I'm, dad is an accountant. To be fair okay. to him, I think he loves numbers. Yeah. And spreadsheets and whatever. And, and I hate those things. He's going to do a good job. I know he he's going to do a good job, right? I know he knows a few little loopholes and tricks and things like that, right? So I trust him with that and I prefer it. Mm-hmm. But that's the only reason why. But that many people just get them, their parents to do them still? Most of my friends are the same way. Why? Yeah. I don't know why. Some people just like it. Some parents just like to know how their kids' finances are going as well. Ooh. Maybe that's it. Is that it? A little insight. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, would you, though? You said your your parents are not so good no. with the filling out of forms and whatever, so you prefer to just do it. I'll just do it myself, yeah. But say they were. Would you be cool with it? It is. There is a little bit of weirdness for me, I do feel, where I'm just like, I think it's here's just- so much money I make every year, Dad, you know? Mm-hmm. That and also I just think it's an extra step like putting it in the mail for them and giving me, them all of my information. Like the hardest really? part for me is just gathering all that. Once that's done, it's easy. Right. Uh-huh. So it doesn't make a difference. Taxes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, do them, right? That's crazy. You should learn how to do that because one day, what are you going to do? I, that's a good question. You should, you should have a sit down with your dad and get him to teach you how to do your taxes, okay, Paul? You're a grown adult child. <laughs> is this a big part? I think viewers is like, well, I am in my 30s now, but oh I God. also was thinking about going to Coachella this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So is this like another element of we're all just putting off turning into adults for as long as humanly possible? Yeah, soon our generation, will, none of us will know how to do our taxes. Can't change the tire, can't do my taxes. I'm a oh, useless man. child. <laughs> I got multiple text messages over here, Jenny, from Zoner saying that since my dad does my taxes every year and I always end up owing just like $1,000, everyone's like, I think your old man's fleecing you for a grand there, oh, but I don't pay no, my dad the money. A grand scheme. I don't, the money doesn't go. I don't go to my dad and be like, all right, well, here's the thousand. <laughs> Thanks, Pops. You know, I pay the money to the CRA. Oh, okay. I don't write him a check. Yeah. Maybe he works with the CRA. <laughs> um, also, someone said uh, the classic, you know, death and taxes, the two things you can't get away from. Mm. Um, I feel like you got one of those sweet, sweet offshore bank accounts I used to hear about in the news. Uh. Uh, seems like some people do get away with not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. For a while, anyways. Mm-hmm. 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 Feels like you get rich enough, right? And you start having to pay more taxes. And that's when it's like, what am I doing paying these taxes? I'm rich. I shouldn't have to pay taxes. And this, these rich people are like, I'm going to start, I got all this funds. I'm going to, you know, what was that? 
was that part in Wolf of Wall Street where they're like, you know, it's like taping money to the inside of that oh, person's man. clothes and everything, right? Oh, Shipping silly. it over to offshore bank accounts. Sneaky. Sneaky buggers. Don't do that. Just do your taxes. It's the 16th. You have until the 30th. Okay. Thanks. Good advice. Yeah. Jen, are you seeing this picture that's going all around today saying, I think it's just in the States for now anyways. I should, I want to call and actually find out, but Domino's Pizza, who I know you're a fan of. Oh, yeah. You turned me on to their Brooklyn pizza a few years Brooklyn ago. Brooklyn style pizza. So good. Very good. Um, in the States anyways, they're now saying that they're going to deliver to uh, beaches and parks. <laughs> I feel like they were already doing that just to get extra tips, you know? <laughs> like, I'm sure many people have delivered a pizza to it or had pizza delivered to them at That's a beach. Right. Yeah. I've done it. Have you actually? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're usually pretty cool about it. How do they track you down? Because in the story, they're saying, like, you got to have kind of a, a monument or something or like a like a, like a a place that you can tell them, I'm going to be at this such and such a statue or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. on a beach, how do you know who wants the pizza? Um, well, what I would do is I would go up from Dallas Road and look at the nearest um, address. It'd be like, right across the street from there, I'll meet oh, you. Oh, smart. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. Because even if it is not in going on in Canada, I want to, you know, make it easy for them to get it, the pizza to me on a beach. Mm-hmm. I'll tell them, like, look, and I'm on this beach, you know, on this place, wherever. Look for the flag. Ah. And then I'll bring with me, like, uh, <laughs> one of those, like, articulating, you know, it's like, like, extendable flagpoles. And I'll just have a big flag with a pizza on it. Nice. Slice of pizza, like pizza emoji. Mm-hmm. Throw that up in the air, right? Just plant that in the sands. You look for the pizza flag. Yeah, and Domino's could sell those, too. Ooh. Smart. Pizza beacons. Yeah. Why are we stopping at flags, Jenny? Domino's should start selling flares oh. that go up in the air and explode <laughs> into pepperoni-shaped. Many pizzas. Yeah, that's right. A little pizza-shaped uh, fireworks. Very nice. Get me pizza wherever <laughs> I am, all right? In the middle of the Pacific. Get to me. Get to me. Today, we ate lunch sitting outside. Oh, watching the world go by. There's nothing more that I like. Went to the Italian deli, sat there out on outside, watching the world go by, enjoying the sunshine, fresh air. I go for lunch pertinent here every day. But why, Jen? Why? Um, it's mainly just for social. For the oh, air. Never mind. For the fresh air. You got to get out of this building. To avoid work. Right. <laughs> Small elements of that, but the fresh air. (laughs) And then now that it's springtime, oh my God, young man's fancy turns to thoughts of love and the extra vitamin D going to my skin. And I just, oh, the fresh air is so good. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of like Canada right now, Alberta's got some Arctic air coming in hot or cold. (laughs) I would suck. Shouldn't laugh. Hey, people in Alberta, thanks for listening. (laughs) Sorry about the Arctic blast you're getting. I have to chew a certain type of gum if I want an Arctic blast. It's true. Right? Springtime. Breaking those shorts out, kid. Having a catch. Mm-hmm. We were having a catch just now in the studio, and I was afraid, <laughs> Jenny, as we started doing it. After this revelation yesterday that you use having a catch as a way to extract juicy goss yeah. from your victim. You're like a black widow <laughs> spider, but with throwing a ball around. And rather than eating them, you just extract juicy gossip. Exactly. I thought for sure you were going to try and start juicing me for goss. You watch yourself. So a new hipster index has been released. And say in the afternoon zone, Victoria is number 88 on the most hipster cities in the world. 
88 seems very low. I think we can do a lot better than this, Victoria. This list is bunk and baloney. And what do we need to do here? Do we need more craft breweries? Do we got to get more hipster haircut places? More vinyl record stores specializing in both secondhand and first pressings? How many more bike lanes can this city even take? How do we hipster up a bunch? Do we all have to wax our mustaches that much harder? And you know what? Now that I think of it, this city doesn't even have a store that specifically sells socks suspenders. But we are the top-ranking hipster city in Canada. Oh. Okay, well, I can live with that. Yeah. Try and get a decent French press in Red Deer. You can't do it. I like the looks of this, Jenny West. Mm-hmm. That the uh, Dallas Road cycle path... And the Clover Point amenity designs have been approved by city council. Yeah. I really like this a lot. Yeah, so that's going to be a cycling and walking path from Ogden Point all the way to Clover Point along the water there. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've wanted for a really long time. Mm -hmm. It's just such a beautiful place to go for a walk. And I've tried, you know, biking and rollerblading down there, and Mm -hmm. it's a little bit awkward. There's not really enough room for you on the road, especially with my long strides when I bled. Um, Yeah. But now they're making an actual designated bike lane down there, which would be sweet and nice for, you know, a pleasant afternoon in Victoria. Thousand percent. I mm-hmm. love that as well. I like bicycling around there as well. And I know it's, I don't know. I feel a little exposed. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do it. It's, it can be done. People bike all the, time, all the time, obviously. Yeah. But just, yeah, a little exposed. If it was a little bit more uh, to that, I would just would make it so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what else they're doing too is they're talking about these Clover Point amenities because mm. this is all part of they got to, you know, upgrade the pump station and all that, right? Yeah. That Clover Point, that's Makeout Central. Oh, that's Makeout Point. That's Makeout Point. That's a really good place to go down and do a little smooching. Oh. So that's just what I. We should all know that. Okay. And that should go into the design and the thinking about when we're thinking about upgrading Clover Point. Parking there and making out should be on the top of the list. Well, it should be something that should be coming into consideration for sure. So I said, I mean, like, let's get those lights a little dimmer down there. I mean, oh. do we need to have these bright lights? I mean, let's, let's set the mood a little bit over here. We don't yeah. need these bright lights beaming down, right? And then because when you're trying to park to make out, you're just like, you're trying to think of a, you know, I want to be right under the spotlight. Yeah, you don't want everyone watching you. So let's have like some mood lighting down there rather than these really bright lights. And then what was your idea? Uh, maybe like a gum dispenser. Oh, uh, I like You know, that. they have, well, I don't know if they still have the poop, uh, the baggy, poop baggy dispensers. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So maybe that could be beside it as well. The, the dog, it's for dog poops. Yeah, those dispensers, maybe yeah. right beside those. Right. A nice gum dispenser. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Yeah. Jen, it's my idea that every functioning business mm. should also just sell gum. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Right? Think about it. You go through a drive-thru, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have terrible drive-thru breath. True. You just plowed right. a foot-long sub. <laughs> I did. Right? I can smell <laughs> your breath from here. Should not the place you went for the foot-long sub also just sell you a piece of gum for a quarter? That's a good that's a good point. Right? Every drive-thru everywhere should have gum, but certainly Clover Point should have a little gum dispenser. We should know that it's for making out. Yeah! Let's get those amenities approved. Would you look at this? Um, did you know that earlier this week, Victoria and Sanich met up with the government of the province to talk about amalgamating them two little fiefdoms there? Right. This is something that's been brought up before. 
four, but nothing has come out, out of it. Sure. And it looks like there might not be something coming out of this one either. Just talking about it. They're just like, it was a great information session. What would that maybe look it's like? an information gathering if meeting. decided to do such a thing, what would we have to do? Like, well, look at the next steps, which who knows if those will come. But it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I'm down. I'm so down. I was like, just amalgamate everything. Just smush it all into one big giant thing. So no more Esquimalt. Yeah, oh No more Saanich, Oak Bay. We're all just Victoria. We're all just Victoria. Or we think of a new name. Yeah. Uh, Say if Saanich and Victoria actually amalgamated. Yeah. Um, How about Sictoria? I like that. How about (laughs) Vanich? Oh, Vic- sounds like Vickage? the type of rash that you get from sleeping in a van. I got the van itch. How about Santoria? Oh, that's good. How about Sandwich Town? <laughs> How about Victorianich? That's actually quite nice. That rolls. It's pretty uh, Victorianich. If not a band name, maybe. Yeah. And then you know what? As a proud uh, resident of uh, Victoria proper, I want to say right now, we're getting Sandwich. We're getting the big one. We're taking the big one down. Sandwich. Mm-hmm. We're going to amalgamate you. And then we're coming for Oak Bay. Oh. I want Oak Bay. Oh, jeez. You're putting down wrestling moves right now. I'm coming I'm for scared. you. I want Oak Bay. Okay. We'll amalgamate you. Oak Bay is really nice. So, cats are pretty much useless. We all know this. Cats don't really do anything in your house. It's kind of our, a nice thing to have to pet. And if you just love throwing money away to feed them and <laughs> buy sand for them to poop in. That's all they do. Yeah. Keep, they, you know, it's maybe keep you warm at night they if they snuggle you. you but mine, more it's like an inconvenience because they just want to sleep on your legs. Yeah, and also mine's a creep and just like stares at me while I'm in the shower mm-hmm. through the clear mm-hmm. curtain. Okay. Now, I want to stick up for your cat here because you told me something really amazing about her. Yeah. And I think that her creeping you at you in the shower yeah. is less about watching you shower and more about her fascination with water. Yeah. Which makes her the most useful cat I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah. She's very useful, actually. I constantly catch her putting her entire arm down the drain in the sink and pulling out, like, the hair and the gross, like, black sludge. And she just pulls it out for fun. So she's keeping our drains clean. Your cat is a living drain snake. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, that's the most useful thing I've ever heard a cat ever doing. I mean, sometimes she eats it, and then that's just gross. Oh, okay. yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes I come home, and she's just soaking wet. Because our... our our sink has a little drip and uh-huh. she just stays under it for hours and just like plays and takes all the gunk out of our drain. Declogging the drains is one of my, like one of the jobs I hate doing the oh, most around the house. It's yeah. disgusting. It makes me physically nauseous. Like yeah. not much grosses me out, but like touching wet hair and crud and gunk and pulling yeah. that, like you put that huge clog out. I got one of those tub shrooms. Hmm. Okay, that's supposed to help with that, but you still got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. For the cat to be dealing with it for you, yeah, give that cat a raise. Yeah, she's a our plumber. Unreal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm doing, Jen? I'm going to see this movie, A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. I I can't I can't ignore it any longer. It's like getting so much hype, and it's, it's supposed to be so good. This mm-hmm. unbelievable movie, right? 
that I was like, I can't. I'm going to a late show, but I'm going to go and see this movie. Ooh. Now, do you know the premise of the movie? No, but I've heard that a lot of people are very self-conscious with their um, eating. Oh, they're snacking. And, yeah, mm-hmm. in the movie theater because everything is so quiet right. or something. Yeah, that's right. The movie is like, so the premise is that these monsters or these aliens or whatever are, uh, you know, coming around. And if you make any noise, that's when they hear you. They can't oh. see, but they have like really good hearing. And so that if you make noise, they'll come and eat you or whatever. Oh. They'll get you. So... Yeah, so the movie is very quiet. Like, that's the whole point of the movie. You have to be quiet. The movie is very quiet, and so you can't be in there munching your popcorn real loud or else people are going to hate your guts. That's the only reason I go to the movie theater, though, I is know. to eat the popcorn. I know that. So so you got to do this maneuver. I think you could do with a smaller bag of popcorn because you do this maneuver where you just, like, put the popcorn in and you just, like, suck on it and let it dissolve <laughs> in Ew, your mouth. That's gross. It happens. That's what I do anyways. <laughs> in a quiet like part of any movie, I don't want to be like crunching away. I just like let it kind of dissolve in my mouth. Oh, then, uh, ooh, you get ooh. all the deliciousness of the popcorn. I guess so. But like that texture of it being all soggy in your mouth. It's delicious. No. Now, here's my idea about this movie, right? Is that these people are trying to stay quiet so they don't get gotten by the alien monsters. Mm-hmm. Why don't you live next to a waterfall? Oh. It's pretty loud mm-hmm. all the time. It just always goes. So if you want to say a few words, if you want to be like, pass me that salt, they they wouldn't hear over the sound of the waterfall. Interesting. Right? Good Isn't point. that a good idea? Yeah. So that's a plot. I don't know. Maybe that is addressed in the movie, but that's just my idea. That's what I would do if I was being hunted by sound aliens. <laughs> Journal of Musical Things that's all done by Alan Cross. He had a really cool article about booking green bananas. And this is a concept that comes from uh, people who book music festivals. And this is something we see a lot here in Victoria as well. So when you look at a festival lineup, you see the big headliners, right? The ones that are obviously popular at the moment. Uh, but then there's, you know, the second tier, the third and the fourth tier artists um, that maybe haven't really gained as much popularity. But these ones are what they call the green bananas. The acts that you are expecting to blow up in the future, but haven't quite yet. Um, a prime example of a green banana uh, this year was at uh, Coachella. Cardi B. I had no idea. I barely even know who Cardi B is now, but apparently she's very, 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 very popular. Um, but I had no idea who Cardi B was last year, but this year just blew up like crazy. And uh, another example I would say right here in Victoria is in 2012, Macklemore before he released Thrift Shop and then we saw Macklemore just blow up right after that. So this is a really cool thing and something to keep your eyes out on uh, on our local festivals here but I'm going to ask you what other acts are we, you know, lucky enough to see here in Victoria that eventually blew up. Hey Jenny, it's Wes Colleen. I have the best green banana story for you. I bet ok't. you nobody can top this one. So back in 1991, July, uh, January 10th, I go down to Harpo's to see um, Alice in Chains mm. at a bar. And the band that was supposed to open was Mother Love Bump, but uh, Andrew Wood died uh, just previous to the to the gig. So they were trying out their new lead singer. They didn't know what to call themselves. They called themselves Mookie Blaylock. Mm-hmm. The new lead singer turned out to be Eddie Vedder, and Mookie Blaylock no. turned out to be Pearl Jam. You were hey? there? 
Yeah, man. And guess what? And then after Ricky Blair played their set, they all came down and slammed around in the mosh pit with me and 75 other people that were there to Allison Chains, Lane Staley on stage. So I was <laughs> mosh pitting with Eddie Vedder in Harpo's, and that was like seriously. Oh, amazing, Wes. Woo! Love that story. Okay, <laughs> I have to get to the next caller, but that was fantastic. Yeah. Thank right. you. Talk See to you, you soon. Bye. I can't remember what year it was, but I saw Rain Wolf that rocked the shores. Oh. And and he was like the opening act and it was the year when there was like the huge lineup up the hill it was insane and then we got in halfway through his set and yeah. it blew I knew like I saw videos on the internet and I knew what it was about but I didn't know it was that good so I just want to say Rain Wolf that second year Rock the Shore is unbelievable cool wow thank you for calling that in that's amazing rock and roll thank <laughs> you <laughs> bye Paul Plastino, Jenny West in the afternoon zone I think we're both in a mood you in a mood now? Yeah, I'm in a mood. <laughs> I'm in a mood every day. I never know. Yeah. I never know. It's I wake up and I'm like, I could be the happiest person ever or I could just be a grumbly garbage troll for the rest of the day. We uh, joked when we first got together, Jen, that uh, it was going to be like listening to a, uh, a puppy dog mm. and a cat. Yes. And I have to say that you are more and more, I mean, as I get to know, you're more and more like a cat. All the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I love you. Mm -hmm. You're cuddly and nice. And you're sweet and, uh, you know, it's like nice to have in the room with me. But also, uh, quit scratch. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Right? Definitely. And you're a puppy. I'm a puppy. You I'm just puppy. can't control. Can't control. <laughs> no. Don't know how my body works quite yet. No. There's a lot of uh, making Always noise. pooping when he's not supposed it's, to be pooping. Pooping when we're not supposed to. Yeah. Hey, look at this. I want to go outside. It's beautiful. I want to go outside and put my sucks. toes in some sand and some surf. Mm -hmm. Surf? Uh, oh, Jade's here. I went to the beach today. It was nice. 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 You got sand and surf. Yeah. I mean, I didn't surf, but my dog dipped his toes in the water. Okay. So, Jade, this uh, happened to us today. We got... <sighs> Word, you know how Shania Twain was in town today? Oh, yeah. We got word, Jenny and I, all of a sudden, Art from me over in the news department, he comes out to us and he's like, I got a media invite to go to the photo opportunity with Shania Twain. Mm -hmm. So you guys just wanted to jump on it? So he well, couldn't let's go. Let's go, girls. So we jumped <laughs> in. Ah, good one. So we, I was like, Jen, let's go, let's go, let's go. It was bad timing. And we piled in the car and we headed out to CFBS Weimalt. Before then, we realized Art called us and clarified that it wasn't a photo opportunity for us to have a picture with Shania Twain. <laughs> like, we thought we were getting to, like, get a selfie with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was not that. It was but for us. You're not us. allowed to talk to her. No. You can take photos from a crew of media people. Oh. And we don't have a nice camera, so. No. It's going to be, like, zoomed in iPhone yeah. grainy photos. Yeah, no one wants that. Shania took a picture with all the Navy people who mm -hmm. were there, which is awesome Not and bad. good. And that's mm -hmm. better than her taking a picture with our dumb faces. Yeah, true. <laughs> but we just thought we could get our dumb faces with Shania, and that would be sweet. Yeah, we ha you had good intentions and good thoughts. Thanks, Except for Jade. you probably got stuck in the Bay Street madness. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh. And that don't well. impress me much. Oh, <laughs> how many more Shania puns can we do? You know what, man? I, I feel like a woman. Ah! I love it. Seriously, when you play that song at weddings. You just turn it up, You just turn up, it in all the girls. <gasps> oh, yeah. Up, up, up. I forgot about that one. Is but she go nuts whose for boots Shania have your bed been under? Whose boots have Yeah, of course. I like that song. Shania. Yeah, She's like a that. national treasure. She is. Isn't she? All right. 
All right. Well, next time, from the rock and roll band Sloan, mm-hmm. Chris Murphy is here. <laughs> Chris, how are hey, you, everybody? Welcome. I'm just going to wait for the crowd to, to calm down. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Can I just please... Um, I don't think he knew that we a, actually had applause sound effects. Do you, have you don't have headphones on? We, we just do. did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. you guessed okay. that. We were playing. Okay. Yeah, like fanfare. For okay, it. right on. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Uh, I think that our uh, most fun show of our last tour was at the place that we're playing tonight, whatever it's called. Capital Ballroom. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, rattle the details tonight. The uh, twelve tour brings. Heroes and icons of Canadian music oh, and uh, alternative. No, I'm serious. Yes, to the Capitol our, uh, Ballroom. Our new record. We have a new record called 12. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's our 12th record. I wouldn't have called it 12, but you know, it's, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta compromise. I would have. I wanted to call it Essential Services, right. which ended up being the name of one of our songs in our record because, in my mind, the the police, the you know, ambulance, fire department, and Sloan mm-hmm. are the the, the four <laughs> things that can't stop. Or they would need government. The government would step in to make sure that we that we keep going. Yes. We we don't want to keep going. Believe me, <laughs> we are mandated by the government. That's part. Yeah, that's what our tax dollars are worked on. I we think want it's a funnier culture. title. Twelve means nothing. But twelve. But what twelve might do is uh, alert you to the fact that we have twelve records. We have lots of records. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Yeah, it really is. And uh, this one has all of the original band members in it yeah, as well. Oh yeah, we've been the whole we've been the same guys the whole time mm-hmm. and uh um I I feel like that's every decision I make is basically to what will promote the longevity of the band over you know upfront money or whatever like mm-hmm. I'm always like well what will make us last the longest and and uh you know we split the money evenly we split the credit we split the the ability to contribute creatively so in an effort to keep everybody in the band and there are other examples of that mm-hmm. um but uh, I think that's the only way to keep your band together. And I, I personally, I, I love that. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what is key in making sure that you guys all stick together? Um, well, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say differently, <laughs> but just like, um, well, you giving everyone a chance to contribute creatively. I don't know. Yeah. It's the yeah. same. I, whatever. It. Just getting everybody, um, making sure. I've been in. I was in bands before where. Um, I was just sort of like the bass player or whatever, and they broke up, and I was like, meh, whatever. Yeah. But I wanted everyone to care um, that the band stayed together. You know, the the opposite would be if you're in if you're Sting and you write every breath you take and you make billions of dollars from radio play, and the other guys are going, hey Sting, when are we on tour? Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, probably never, guys. Like, <gasps> and they're like, well, we don't get any of that sweet every breath you take money. Right. But. Uh, Anyway, so we're all in the same boat financially, so we're slapping high fives in the good times, and we're all mad in the in the low times. Right, and that's really a secret to keeping a band together. I don't know what else you would do. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, there are, well, there's plenty of cases. I'm sure lots of bands who just some members feel like they contribute more creatively, and they, they kind of I don't know stings in the back of their head where they're just like. No, I should be making more money than these other guys. Mm. Well, then you've got say Nirvana, where like so Kurt. I don't know, made whatever he did, and then then his wife or whatever, I don't know what the story is, but right. was, was sort of petitioning for him to make more than he was, and then the other guys had to sort of suck it up and say, well, we're still going to be millionaires, right. but he's going to be a multi-multi-millionaire. Right. Like, mm-hmm. is it, how mad, how how frustrated are we going to feel at all times? So, whatever. I mean, they, they stayed together. I mean, they ended tragically, right. but uh, whatever. And a great band, nothing against them. 
I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, but the way to do it, though, is that that type of compromise, that type of working together is like, a, well, a, what's a band but uh, a marriage of multiple, a bunch of people together, right? That's and right. And you guys, obviously, you guys, you each make a salary, you mm-hmm. guys, and then you, you pull it together and you each take half, right? That's, that's how exactly it, that's what how it works is. here. Yeah, that's how we do it. No resentment here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you about, so we heard... want to quickly... <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring our T4s now, Yeah, Jordan? Yeah. Where's HR? <laughs> Um, I, I heard that, uh, and we, you and I have this in common, I think, is that you're really into podcasts. Yep. That, uh, and I think it's, maybe it's the way for you, it is for me, but my whole life, every day I come to work from nine to five and music is it because mm-hmm. we work at a music radio station. You create the music. When you go home, all you want is podcasts. Is that right? Usually. I mean, I'm always doing something mundane and boring at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I put on podcasts. But podcast, so I, I like a one called uh, "You Must Remember This," which is like a history of 20th century Hollywood. I, I listen to uh, nerdy Beatles podcasts, oh, like really? Fabcast, like these like super opinionated New York guys. Like, <laughs> what I can't are they still they, saying about the Beatles? Yeah. I can't believe they shot John Lennon. I mean, they, they shot the side. Like, what is this guy? Like, <laughs> bringing this up again? Are you telling me that John Lennon wasn't aware of what Paul McCartney was doing in 1979? We're like. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I remember reading a book about the Beatles when I was like in high school and being like, "Wow, that's the last Beatles book they'll write." I think that's, that's, everything. that's everything. That's everything. Okay, there is a book that came out about two years ago <laughs> called In Tune. Have you heard of this? No. It's part one. It's like this thick. Uh-huh. Now this is a this is a uh, for radio listeners. You know, it's a giant book. Three four inches. Uh, a giant <laughs> book. Uh, it's part one of the Beatles story. Part one of three. <laughs> it it it's about you know. Thousands of pages long. It culminates with Love Me Do. Like, it's like the first That's single. <laughs> and, like, wow. the next one's coming out in two years, and then the next one's coming out, like, ten years after that. Wow. It's insane. Wow. I didn't read it, but I do have, like, I have other ner- nerdy Beatles friends that, that have read it. And I'm, so there'd be, like, a couple of nuggets, but, you know, I kind of know the story at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> of these four dudes. So Ringo's the drummer? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're a Beatles fan, though, because, man, I think I'd rediscover the Beatles every three, four years and mm-hmm. be like, oh, wait, the Abbey Road Medley is the greatest piece of modern art ever yeah. created. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I recommend the Beatles. I mean, I recommend, <laughs> oh, yeah. I recommend Sloan, too. Um, <laughs> I think the Beatles, do the Beatles, I haven't, I should do this research. I think mm. they have about 12 records, kind of. And uh, and so do we. So, uh, mm. who's better? It doesn't matter <laughs> who's better. Um, but it uh, doesn't matter who has, who's had more of a cultural impact. <laughs> but uh, uh, my other joke is I sometimes say, like, people aren't talking about Sloan or whatever. We're not making music for you. We're making music for rock journalists in the future. <laughs> yes. And part one of our story is going to be about a thousand pages long. It's going to end with Underwhelmed, our first yes. single. Yes. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> rock band Sloan, one of the preeminent, one of the greatest living Canadian music legends going right now. Still going. Hey, thank you for saying it because I would have said it. And just at the last <laughs> minute you said it, I was like, thank God I don't have to say it. It's the worst. <laughs> When uh, Chris Murphy from the touring rock band Sloan was in here a minute ago, he yeah. was like, you guys realize the rest of Canada is in like the dead of winter right now, right? <laughs> yeah. He was saying that the band uh, likes to get bicycles wherever they go, and then they usually, they'll get a couple of hotel rooms just as a place to shower up, mm-hmm. freshen up for the show. They usually drive through the night on the bus, so they sleep on the bus. Yeah. Um, but they get bikes so that they can go from the hotel room to the venue, and that's how they do. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to do it. It's a great way to do it. If I was on, if I was touring rock band, I think I would take the Sloan model for sure. Mm-hmm. 
or take horses. What an entrance that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just right onto stage. Yeah, right onto the stage. You know, and if I saw a country act do that, I'd be like, boo, get over <laughs> yourselves, nerds, right? Like, oh my God, cl- cheese, fake, oh, the horse is fake. This is, boo, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But like a rock band like Sloan mm-hmm. cruising up on horses? Yeah, oh my cool. God, I'd be crying. Yeah, me too. I hope great. they do that tonight. I hope they do it. And then I hope the horse took a poop on the stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hopes and dreams. Uh, oh, big day for Victoria. The dynamic beast is in town and it's taken down the old blue bridge and you can see live streams all over the internet. As well, tomorrow is 420. Oh yeah. Big days. So we've got an idea and we're going to be millionaires. We're going to start selling a sweet bong called the dynamic beast. I don't think anyone's thought of that before. I don't think anyone in Victoria could call themselves a Victorian if they ain't smoking sweet reefer. Out of the dynamic beast. Can't get the dynamic beast. When it's legal, I will. Good afternoon, BC Smoke Shop. Hey, it's um, just Paul and Jenny calling over from your very favorite radio show, The Afternoon Zone. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, not so bad. Um, hey, listen, we just made a really a silly dumb joke about, because you heard about that crane that's taking down the bridge downtown right now called the dynamic beast. Yeah. So we made a silly joke about having a bong because tomorrow's 420 of course so a bong called the dynamic beast and we're just wondering do you guys have any apparatuses or anything there that are actually called the dynamic beast let me ask for you one moment oh. I don't think so but hold on okay. oh yeah it's a possibility called the dynamic beast <laughs> no <laughs> Marco does but not the shot Apparently. What? <laughs> Who does? Who he has, has his own bong called the Dynamic Beast? <laughs> it was a bad joke. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I was so cracking jokes back and forth. Um, hey, okay, so of all the apparatuses there, apparati, um, do any have really fun names like that? Yes. What's the most fun name that's in the shop right now? The Dab Molisher. Whoa. What is it? It kind of looks like a giant glass syringe, and you heat up the tip of it, and then you smush it around in a container of the extracts of your choice for a very large hit. Ah. <laughs> it's called the Dab Molisher. Yes, it is. I uh, love I that. I like that. All right. Yeah, well, well, that's a good business opportunity for you guys if you ever want a, a really quick sell in the Victoria area. Yeah. The Dynamic Beast. Like a big, would you have like a really big one that the name could suit it? Don't you have like, I saw those like beautiful glass blown works in the front window when I walked by. Mm. Yeah, no, none of those actually have names. So you guys could name one of those. Oh. The Dynamic Beast. <laughs> yes. That would be great. Well, thank you. Yeah, you no guys are the best. Problem. Thanks so much. Happy Love you guys. Happy 420 tomorrow. Happy 420. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, Zone, I'm with Trip. Hey, I'm just wondering what. Why you guys are calling me? Oh, is this Sean? This is Sean. Oh, Sean, I'm so glad you're coming back. I loved your messages yesterday, the names of your bongs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you actually, of all the names we got, yours are my favorites. Sean, what are your bongs' names? One of them is called Dr. Oppenheimer because it's like, it's just like the sciencey one. Mm? Oh, cool. It's, I don't know. It's just like, it, it's all, you know, there's like all kind of like a story when it gets named. Yeah. And then the Kraken, I don't know, just because it's like green and like spooky looking, like look, it looks like it came out of the ocean. The Kraken, yes, love that. And then what did I say? Oh, the Hulk. 
just because it's huge and aggressive looking. That's amazing. The Dr. Oppenheimer <laughs> one, I think, is my favorite. Like, I love the Kraken. My cat's name is the Kraken. Obviously, I have a That's hilarious. soft spot for uh, sea monsters. But, uh, no, I love Dr. Oppenheimer, you know, the destroyer of worlds, one of the guys uh, credited as being the father of the atomic bomb. Well, exactly, right? That, mm-hmm. Or the other Oppenheimer that created just, like, the steam clock all casually in Gastown. That would be another one. But, yeah. Oh, nice. That's the one people forget about. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, hi, Zach Kimber. Yep. Kimber, just real quick, what's your bong's name? Uh, well, his name's Tyrone. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I've had him for about six or seven years. Yeah, why is his name Tyrone? You know, I just wanted something with, like, a little bit of soul, but, like, also kind of, like, hard and, like, you know, <laughs> it just was the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, Tyrone has stuck. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, Ken here. Oh, hello, Ken. This is just Paul calling back from the Zone Radio Station. Yeah, Paul. Um, Ken, can you just tell me the name of your bong? Uh, honey Bear. Yeah, nice. And it was made out of one of those honey, those bear-shaped honey bottles. Is that right? Yeah, there was like a, you know, those plastic ones that shaped like a bear, and then someone made a plaster slip cast out of it, and then and then cast one out of uh, ceramic. And so you call it Honey Bear. That's really nice. It was like you know, starting hot, yeah. Snoop Dogg is Honey Bear, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot Snoop Dogg played Honey Bear in that <laughs> Starsky and Hutch movie. Yeah, right. I was thinking more of the song and the album I Love You, Honey Bear from Father John Misty. Have you heard that? Okay, no, not acquainted with it. No. There you go. Now you can say to your bong, I love you, Honey Bear. All right. Ken, thanks for answering. All right, no problem. Happy 420. Happy 420 to you, Bob. Hello, it's Hope. Hope, real quick, just what's your bong's name? Oh, Bonganomicron. The bong of the dead. That's right, like the Necromonicon, uh-huh. but... I was clever and put bong in front of there. <laughs> well, I thought I was clever, but I was also a bit younger. But Did it have like a squeak skull or, you know, I remember the Book of the Dead from that movie. It was like a, it was like a, like a screaming demon-esque face. Was there something <laughs> spooky on the bong? Right. Um, no, but you kind of got that face after you took a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Is that Dave? Yeah. What's your bong's name? Bong Zuka Joe. Nice, dude. Yeah, man. Classic. Yeah. It's a pretty nice piece. It does its job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, happy 420. Happy 420. Hello? Isaac Craig? This is. Craig, this is Paul Placino calling back from the Zone 913. Hi, how are you? Oh, good. I was really honored by your message yesterday. I, just, I was wondering if you would uh, say back to me what you said you're going to do. I said I was going to name my next bong Paul Placino. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for listening. Love you, man. Yeah, peace. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. The BCSPCA say they're recommending animal cruelty charges after seizing 45 Havanese dogs from a former breeder outside of Victoria. Art Aronson reports. The SPCA says the dogs' coats were extremely matted with feces and urine and that they were living in unacceptable conditions. The breeder has reportedly not been selling dogs in five years. And according to the SPCA, this is a clear example of why there needs to be new breeder regulations in the province. The dogs, meanwhile, are now being carried at at a number of SPCA shelters on the island, but are currently not up for adoption. When are they going to be up for adoption, though, Art? Because I want to <laughs> cuddle these little puppers. They're really cute. They're I see so the pictures. cute. They're so cute. They just need love. Them. Oh, I feel bad for people who, are, who work at the SPCA. It would have been a very, very busy weekend. Holy. I heard uh, 
a friend of mine went to like, I don't know what they were going to do, like pet a cat or take a dog for a walk or something. Mm-hmm. They went to the SPCA. Oh, yeah, they were trying to adopt a puppy. Okay. And they went to the SPCA and they were going to see what was going on. And uh, it was shut down. Wow. It was like, we got to deal with these dogs right now. Mm-hmm. So um, they're doing the Lord's work. And uh, already, I see, yeah, yeah, there's pictures going around the internet of like how mad they were. It's just totally oh, gross. I don't know how you let that happen. I don't know how you go to sleep at night. When you got dogs on your property that are, you know, doing that not so good. Yeah. So uh, I was reading into this a little bit and it's it's actually pretty common and, and it's heartbreaking how common it is where they start a breeding company and then it just kind of escalates and they get overwhelmed right. and can no longer take care of them. So in this case, uh, the breeder um, voluntarily told the oh, SPCA, really? yeah, they, they surrendered them. Um, just being like, oh my gosh, this is getting out of hand. Yeah, that's, that's why you should rescue, not buy from breeders. I'd like to know, rescue right? one of these pupperos. Yeah, it's so cute. And the BCSPCA says uh, this is a clear example as to why there needs to be new breeder regulations in the province. And I, I do hope that this story, you know, doesn't give you know breeders who are doing it right and take yeah. pride in, in taking care of the animals, um, mm-hmm. you know, a bad rap, um, because you know there are people who are are doing it and taking care of the animals and it's not money first it's animals first you're right i think um you know i agree with the spca though too that there probably should be more regulations around that i want gary from a breeder Mm -hmm. you know like straight up we wanted a french bulldog and you get french bulldogs from breeders we did a lot of research our french bulldog breeder was wonderful i've got friends actually now that breed french bulldogs and i went to their house couple of weekends ago and mm-hmm. met the puppies in the place they stay. It's adorable because they love those dogs. It's so nice. So, yeah, of course, there's a lot of breeders who are great. Um, but I found it, too, like, as I was doing my research, is, like, you're looking for someone who's uh, approved by the Kennel Club or something mm-hmm. like that, okay? It was a while ago now, so I kind of forget. But then you realize, like, how kind of loose those rules are. Right. Like, that's great to be approved by that. But, uh, yeah, I would love, especially for the... It's for a few reasons. It's obviously for the well-being of the animals, and it's for the reputation of all the good breeders out there that these bad breeders don't give them a hard, you know, a bad name. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I would love for there to be some just tighter regulations. Absolutely. If you're a good breeder, that should be good news for you. Yeah, and you did the right thing, too, doing research before and making sure that your money was going to a place that, you know, deserves it. And sure. has the same sort of, you know, thoughts about the behavior, you know, mm-hmm. in... in uh, their their breeding organization or yeah. their business. So That's right. Yeah. BC's Attorney General doesn't appear to be too worried over fears that Alberta will cut off shipments of oil and gasoline to the province. David Eby says Alberta may have introduced legislation, but doubts it will go through. Clearly the legislation is a bluff. Uh, they don't intend to use it. Uh, if they did try to use it, uh, we would be in court immediately seeking an injunction to stop them from using it. But we would probably have to get in line behind oil companies that would be concerned about contracts that they have with uh, companies in British Columbia to deliver product. Oh, yeah. bang rang, David E.B. Bluffing birdas. Yeah. We decided we're going to start when we're playing poker and we think someone's bluffing. We're going to yeah. say that they're Burton. They're bluffing Burton? Yeah, they're Burton. Oh. I don't know. He wants you to think he's got the flush, but he's Burton. <laughs> Push them. Push them all in. Let's go. <laughs> a gas expert said, though, that if Alberta were to cut off shipments, we could see gas prices shoot up by 45 cents a liter in the capital region. If that happens, I'm just going to park my vehicle. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, where's the bike at? Where's yeah. my scooter? Hey, who's got a scooter for sale? Start checking Virage and Craigslist now.
for uh, scoots. Yeah, cahoots, it's a know? good buy. Yeah. Save a lot of money on gas. The GoFundMe page for the Humboldt Broncos, believed to be the largest of its kind in Canada, Canadian history, will remain open for two more days before being transferred to a newly created memorial fund. The 12 million raise will serve its intended purpose of paying for expenses of the families, of uh, the victims' families. 12 million bucks, hey? Yeah, 12 million is that right now. That's, and that's just the GoFundMe, too. There are other fundraisers that are going around. I think someone... I heard like one estimate. It was like $40 million. Wow. Has been rent, some estimate. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I know GoFundMe has all these safeguards in place to make sure the money goes to the right places or like equitably or whatever it is. But right. I'm very interested to see kind of how that gets doled out. Yeah. It's not going to be a simple task. I mean, when we're talking about that amount of money, mm-hmm. um, like my first instinct would just be like, you just split it equally between the family or the person or like every single person who was on the bus. That's yeah. just what you do. Whether they were injured or unfortunately uh, lost their lives, you just split it up equally and mm-hmm. uh, it all helps. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that will be the way it goes. Yeah. Maybe there's other things we don't know about, other, other factors or other expenses this person needs more than this person. I'm sure it'll all hopefully, like fingers crossed, all get to the right places and get mm-hmm. to the, in a fair way. I'm just really interested to see kind of how that gets doled out. And how long it takes to get it all doled out as well. And the, um, I gotta say too, the like the generosity of the entire like hockey community, like I was hearing too, like NHL teams coming with like big donations, not specifically to that GoFundMe, but mm-hmm. you know, to other funds and, and just making sure that those families are supported is so nice. It's really incredible, yeah. yeah. And uh, a zoner wanted me to talk about the Toronto Raptors. So, mm, go ahead. Uh, the Toronto Raptors will resume their first round playoff series. Playoffs. <laughs> Pieces of the 94-year-old Johnson Street Bridge are being taken out of the Victoria Harbor for good. The dynamic beast crane was brought in to finish the work this afternoon. Uh, the city of Victoria says the work has now been completed, so they're not expecting any more long closures. Yay! Awesome. That Bay Street was a nightmare today and yesterday. Was Ooh, it? Yeah. Yo, I know I still haven't been over the new bridge. Oh, get on it! Eh. It's so nice in the nighttime with the pretty lights. It's gorgeous. Oh, it looks good when it's all sticking up in the air, too. I like it, but yeah. I haven't driven over it yet. You uh, said it's a lot nicer because you would go over the old one and mm. you would feel like that. Well, it was, it was scary when you were on a scooter, especially mm. if it were raining, too, because the metal is really, it's kind of slippery and you feel like you're going to wobble all over the place. But uh, now it's just nice, like, pave. It just You don't even notice it's a bridge. It's beautiful. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how long I can go without driving over it. Okay, that's a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very inconvenient. <laughs> the pastry bridge going uh, out of my way. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I refuse. <laughs> the BC government is phasing out the al- alternate minimum wage, meaning alcohol servers will get the same minimum wage as all workers. Cool. Oh, that's my, supposed to be audio. Uh, oh, sorry. Barely. Regardless, my goal is to ensure that all workers are paid fairly. Regardless of person's job description, all workers deserve equal wage protection. So that was Labor Minister Harry Baines, who says they are giving businesses time to adjust to the cost with incremental raises each year. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder how this is going to affect uh, tipping, because I was wondering about that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how the actual the workers themselves feel about it, because you know, there's there's this thought that you're pressured or you feel like you should tip more because you know that 
alcohol serve staff uh, make a lesser wage than even anyone else making minimum wage. Exactly. You're supposed to be the one who tops that up. But I hope it doesn't. I hope that, or if it does, it's like a drop between like you usually would tip these guys 20% and then you drop it down to like 18. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like the the pressure should come off the consumer a little bit to top mm-hmm. these wa- wages off. But I don't want the servers certainly to make any less money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because... They're on a higher hourly wage, but people are tipping them less. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to balance that. And I think, well, you know, but you know, the other thing too is, especially for alcohol services, like you're not really usually even thinking about it in percentage terms because it's often just like, okay, I get a drink and then I just toss a loony in, mm-hmm. right? Or a toony or whatever. Well, what do you tip on a drink? A buck is a yeah, lot. Yeah, usually a dollar, yeah. You know what I like to do is I tip a five. And then you're off good the for first the night. one. Well, you're good for a while, anyways. You know what I mean? You, you feel like a baller throwing a bill in. Looks good in the tip jar, right, for other people. And uh, and then, yeah, you're good for a while. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'll, how I'll continue tipping. Mm. Well, I will tip, obviously, I guess. I usually do 20, so I'll, I'll just continue until it becomes, I don't know. You just hit that 20? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Governor General Julie Payette says the Southwest Airlines pilot who landed her plane safely after a mid-air engine mishap is rightfully being called a hero. Uh, Payette says Captain Tammy Jo Schultz showed nerves of steel as she deployed years of training as a U.S. Navy fighter pilot to avoid greater injury. That's unreal. It's unreal. One of the <laughs> engines just falls off yeah. 30,000 feet in the air and she's able to land it. This is all you hope for. Whenever I see pilots walking to the plane, whenever I see like, oh, that's going to be my my pilot. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm looking at them being like, where are your nerves at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, like, do they look like steely nerves? Yeah. Do they look like they could just uh-huh. handle anything in any moment and do a shoulder roll out of the cabin and back if they needed to? Like, that's what I love. Tammy did pilot. just that. Yeah. Good it's pretty her. amazing. Unreal. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.